What's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of Off The Record. I'm your host Imogen Marshall and as always please remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and to follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. All the details are on our website at www.offtherecorduk.com. Now this week we've got the lovely Lanco on the podcast to talk all about their experiences in the UK. Obviously for those who are lucky enough um, they got to see their gig at, in London at the O2 Academy Islington and it was a really tremendous performance the band are just incredibly high energy they really deliver with um with their performances um and it's really cool to see the translation of their album Hallelujah Nights onto a bigger stage really one, it was a flawless performance and I think the band are really set to bring win, win over as many fans in the UK as possible um so I hope you guys enjoy the interview we have with Lanco but before that obviously we have the news here we go So obviously we had the announcement this week that Luke Combs is set to release his new single, Beer Never Broke My Heart, and it comes out on Friday, so I think anyone, everyone's really excited. He uh, played around with his fans a little bit by saying that he was never going to be releasing new music this year, but if you read to the end of the post, you would see the actual date was this Friday. Cassie Ashton and Tennille Towns have been announced that they're going to join Marin Morris on her tour in the States, so that's really exciting news. Hayden Panettiere's boyfriend was arrested for domestic violence, so I think keep tabs on that one. Um, obviously, really sad for everyone involved. Kane Brown and his wife have announced that they are expecting a baby girl, so congratulations to them. And Jake Owen and his girlfriend welcomed their baby Paris into the world last week, so congratulations to them. Dan and Shay made a, an amazing new performance um, at Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas's wedding in Las Vegas this week after the Billboard Music Awards. So I think everyone was pretty jealous that um, of that of that performance. So I think everyone would like Dan and Shay to perform at their wedding. Carrie Andwood uh, set off on her Cry Pretty tour. Obviously, she's been joined by Runaway June and Maddie and Tay. So I think that um, we're all really excited to see that tour make its way over to Europe and the UK. And finally, Gillian Jacqueline has announced that um, she's released pictures of her wedding to her guitarist, Brian Brown. Um, they're absolutely stunning pictures, so well worth checking out just to get some wedding inspo. And finally, I said finally before, but we're going to go finally again. Uh, Old Dominion have released their new single, and it is just sublime. Um, it really is really, like a really touching one from Old Dominion, who they really do... Um, push the boat lyrically they really do play around with their lyrics and they're often very clever this one called some people do is it's beautiful and i think it was co-written with thomas ratt um, and well worth checking out so that's been your news for this week now before we get to our interview with lanco we've got a really exciting little trailer to play for you which is um, one from Liv Austin, who's been working on a new podcast with her friend, Laura Allen. The show's called My Amazing Mess, and she's going to talk to various creatives, artists, actors, managers, songwriters, all different kinds of people in the creative industry about the highs and lows of being right, right in the middle of what they're doing. Um, so it's meant to inspire, but also be very real about the everyday struggles that anyone in a creative job faces. So I'm really excited to listen to the podcast and here's the trailer and I hope you guys enjoy this and make sure to obviously follow along with everything that Liv's getting up to and to stay tuned for the beginnings of this podcast. Hi, I'm Laura Allen and I'm Liv Austin and our new show is called My Amazing Mess. 
It's a weekly podcast where we talk to creatives who are right in the middle of developing their unique careers. If you don't do it in this time, it won't exist and the world won't have it. They are totally honest with us about what it takes to pursue their dream job. Music is so fast paced and can have quite a short shelf life in terms of the average punter's eyes, but really music is as long a term career as any other. The exciting highs. He opened the door and said, let me introduce you to your home. And we walked onto this set, which was a castle that's completely built from scratch. The disheartening lows. He's like, listen, this is the most half decent thing you've pulled out today. So I guess we'll just go with that. And, and the, the amazing mess that, that is everything in between. Knew we would nail that. Subscribe to My Amazing Mess wherever you get your podcasts. And after all that, of course, we have Lanco. So please welcome them to the podcast. And congratulations. It's been a bit of an epic few weeks for you guys with the ACMs. And yeah, everything. thank you. Is it kind of sunk in yet? You're still like, we won that and it's yeah. still, still happening? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's surreal for sure. I think I'm going to have a round two of surrealness when we get the trophies. <laughs> Wait, have you not got the trophies? Yeah, they send them to you in the mail. They They hand them to you and you take pictures and then they take it away from you. That's the biggest thing. You're like, no, this is mine. No, it's because they know that we'll go to all the after parties and everything and just be like holding it and putting it in people's faces. And probably just wreck it or something. And suddenly it's like, oh, my ATM got lost. Yeah. Ours may be home. We haven't been home in like a month. They're all sitting on our front steps. The last time I saw you guys was at C2C last year, which... Obviously, it's, was, that was an amazing show, but now coming back headlining, it must just be like the biggest transformation in your journey, I guess, um, in terms of the UK. Yeah. That's something that you couldn't really, didn't really think about last year, I guess. Yeah, well, it's funny, you know, I remember coming over last year, we'd never played over here, and, and none of us had ever even been here. And yeah. so um, I remember before, um, before we played any shows, you know, when we started out in the States years ago, it was. We knew five people might show up, ten people might show up, but we were going to play like it was 10,000. Then we got a little spoiled over there. We've been having a bunch of good shows, yeah. playing to lots of people, and um, we had just come from like being on a tour, opening for people in, in arenas, and just playing for 10,000 people. And, and we came over here. I remember being like, you know what? Um, it'll probably be like 10 people will show yeah. up, but let's play, let's play like it's 10,000, whatever. And then actually a ton of people showed up at C2C. It was packed every it was show. Amazing, and, actually. and so it, that was very surreal. And so, and, but that set the tone. We were like, all right, we have fans over here. They're singing all the songs. We got to get back. And so, yeah. um, doing it's a headlining a tour. Because obviously you're going from doing like 10,000 people in the States and it's just mad. And you know, and then you come to a place where you're like, we don't, no, you just, it right. must be kind of weird to like, because obviously your energy is so high in the shows, but it can be a bit different. Yeah, I'd say we were pleasantly surprised though, because you know, you play for a lot of people there, but you don't expect, you go into a new place, you don't, you're not expecting yeah. that, you're not expecting a huge crowd, and then also, I don't think you know what you're expecting in terms maybe like of how the crowd will be, like yeah. if there's a cultural difference or how they'll respond, yeah. and honestly... It's like, we'll, we'll pronounce the words slightly differently. But, when we're singing them back, you're like, that's not quite a y'all going uh, on there. But it was awesome because, I mean, I think what we found was that you have a really loyal, like, um, engaged audience that's also excited. I mean, that was, we'd never been here before, but people were singing deep album cuts, you know, yeah. words. so I think it was... It was odd in a good way. Yeah, we were like, it's wow. quite nice when you well, people are singing all the songs. They're not just picking up on a few singles. They're yeah. picking up on the whole body of work because you do create the body of work. It's not just 
putting out few singles. I'm just now. I feel like I'm just now getting used to the idea back in the states to being headliner, a headliner, and like so many people <laughs> so come like, to our I'm shows. Not quite and then I and then I come over here and we're headliners. People like we played to a full venue last night and I'm just like what are we doing <laughs> what yeah, and what's the happening you brought in um, Mr. Brightside which was like a, it was, <laughs> that was a huge energy moment <laughs> has there always been something that your influences are just that broad like it's not just the country it's you have the killers in there you have a little bit of this yeah. little bit of that yeah no definitely I mean I, you know we uh, you know we all grew up in, in the 2000s and, and listening to every kind of music and um, I think that that the country lane and and having that uh and when we started making music it we, we didn't really sit around and have this like we're going to be a country band and we're going to play you know you just you make music that's reflective of you i remember early on writing music and even trying to be like i was like in a rock band and, yeah. and it was like with a bunch of rock people and they're like all just all your lyrics are too country like you're you're but that was yeah. all i knew i grew up in a small town in tennessee and yeah. so when i sang about my experiences they just reflected that culture, so I was comfortable writing about that. If I'm telling my story, it just happens to be a story of a, a guy from a small town Tennessee, yeah. and that's Georgia, Kentucky, and so it's we relate to that. It's funny how people try and pigeonhole. It's like, yeah. you've got to be this, and if you look at the country charts and you look at like the bro country thing, obviously you guys are not the same yeah. as that. You're just your own lane, and yeah. it's mm-hmm. funny how people try and... Yeah, pigeonhole everyone. Yeah, I mean, it's you. So you have you have a lane, but then you definitely have influence everywhere. And and um, I don't know. You, de- I think you get more freedom the far and more confidence the farther you go along. Be like, you know what? We love country music. Like we yeah. were just on a Brooks and Dunn record. We love that stuff. We play it. We also like the, we also like the Killers. We saw them yep. at Bonnaroo and loved it. Like we, and it would be odd if you didn't. If you yeah. were just like, no, I'm just gonna listen to this one genre right, and I'm not listening right. to yeah. anything else. Yeah, and I think I don't know. I'll be honest. Anyone like. If you if if you're not going to admit that you love other kinds of music and that you that that influenced you somehow, yeah. I don't know if I believe you because even like I mean we're on tour with Luke Combs that dude is country as cornbread that is the country's dude and he loves all that so you yeah. know he's like he listens to all kinds of stuff and so um, and I think that's endearing to fans I think that your whole job as an artist is to to find people that relate to you and having yeah. something to come with you and your fans they listen to all kinds of music too and yeah. and they're like oh like. We little were bit all of this, little bit of that. yeah. If we were all to party together, like we could all help pick the playlist because we all listen to all kinds of music. But um, yeah, and then bringing that, but then taking that influence and bringing it into uh, a country genre, you know, and 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 having those influences, but putting it into a a country lane is, is always fun for us and interesting. Absolutely. So before I talk all about your music more specifically, I've got a few who's most likely questions. So who's most likely to get the words on stage or their part on stage? Forget the word. Uh, Forget the words, probably me, because I sing the most. Forget oh, their that, part. Yeah. I would say that someone that's most likely to just forget something in general would be Jared. Yeah. The one who forgot to show up today. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say you can just, just blame him for everything. Yeah. All the bad ones, he's not here. He's, he's, he's also got a lot yeah, going on. He, he kind of like plays s- whatever we need him to play yeah. for the song, so he's got a lot going he has on. Like like six right. I did see him in the background yesterday, and I think it was like someone like changing that like, guitar going on, yeah. and he had like his hat coming yeah. off, and I was just like. <laughs> I'm well, impressed. I don't know what's going on back there, but yeah. I'm impressed by it. Yeah. yeah. Um, who's most likely to turn up late to rehearsal? Me, Brandon. To cry in a roller coaster. Chandler. That's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not most likely, but it's just funniest it's to just say. Funny. Yeah. To drunk tweet and be asked to take it down. Uh, Chandler. Chandler, actually. Now he's just getting. Jared, maybe. 
but not for the same reason. He reasons. would, he like would just didn't bother getting on yeah. it. It definitely Chandler. Win the lottery. What was that? Win the lottery. Brandon, I feel like. Brandon's <laughs> yeah, he's the pretty lucky. Gamble odds. To embarrass themselves on the red carpet. Me. <laughs> <laughs> and to, to survive. Oh my god, my words today. To survive the zombie apocalypse. Probably Eric. That could be Eric. He's pretty resourceful. Yeah. So obviously the new single is Rival. Um, and what was, I guess there's, there's probably a lot about it that kind of represents your story, you know, the times when you've been told no and the people who you've come up against. Um, were there any times that you did feel like quitting um, music or is, you know, I guess where the story came from? Well, this morning I was, no. <laughs> Um, I was. Uh, yeah, I've got a big announcement actually. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I feel like I had several times, honestly. I think when I first, um, uh, most of us, I guess, left where we grew up to move to the Nashville area to pursue music. Mm -hmm. and a lot of us went to school there, kind of as a um, university or college, yeah. in, as a term of like get a degree while figuring out mm -hmm. music, you know, to yeah. meet people, and there were at least twi two major times during that process where I was like, in my head, like, I'm wasted, like, this is never going to work, you're crazy, yeah. like, what? It's hard to have that self-belief yeah. people, you know, when, the, I mean, it's, it's like everything in life, the doors don't open just automatically, yeah. you have to work so hard, and well, it is hard to keep that self-belief. Yeah, and especially, like, music, you're battling, mm -hmm. I mean, the people that, the way of life that we grew up in, Especially the, the country way of life, or like just the states is like you need to get a job, you need to um, do something assuring that you can make a living and raise a family, and like you know be safe and like you know not throw away your entire twenties yeah. chasing a dream, and so you're, you're that's constantly in your ear, and you know it's not like you know, mean or ill natured, it's just like, well, it's wise. So you're kind of battling that, but you know, that was definitely a thing for me. Glad I didn't. Yeah, yeah I, it paid off pretty well <laughs> in the end, didn't it? Yeah, I definitely had a bunch of moments when we were first on the road, you know, when we were, obviously I loved it and it was it was amazing, but there, like, yeah. there were some times when we'd be, you know, in the van and we just played to like six people and I'm like, what are we doing here? But that's, that's the cool thing about being in a band is like, when one person is like, feeling that way you've got four other guys to that can you know kind of keep the energy up and keep yeah. the keep the spirits up and you're not doing it by yourself well i remember you said last night that you guys are all friends first and it wasn't like a manufactured brand so i can imagine that is like so important for those moments and yeah. well you can celebrate story. the good moments together because you went through all those yeah. not so great moments together yeah. yeah it's also though it's funny when you think about it if it was manufactured you might not have as much doubt because at least you'd like have someone be like I think sometimes it's harder when it's just five friends and you're like yeah. okay are we crazy yeah like <laughs> like what do we do like you can look around like all you like every now and then you like have the same look in your eye like oh man I don't know I don't know, I, I think I don't know it's funny a song like Rival I mean I will say that I I don't know if I know for me personally yeah. I can speak for myself but I'm sure it's also contagious but I don't think that you could be in a band or be doing music if you didn't have an aspect of like being just extremely stubborn and being extremely like I'm like we had so many notes we had record deals offered to us and then backed out of we had people that said they would manage us then well, backed they're out and, like, their words now yeah and and like god damn it and those are the kind of people you're like huh. right and so there's oh, yeah. always thing in the back of your mind is like if I give up now they win yeah and they're right and that's just and so it's like 
even if I do this six people at a time, I, like I've always there, and so that it is funny where rival comes from because it's like sometimes you need someone to remind you yeah. or you need a friend or something. But like it, I wish I would have had a song. I'm trying to think if I did, but like really, it's music can can be your your friend a lot of times. And mm -hmm. It's like we had each other to be like, man, like we're not quitting, we're not backing down, yeah. you know. But it, to put a song out in the universe that reminds people, like, hey, you're gonna face those no's, you're gonna face opposition, but that's okay, yeah. acknowledge that and use those people's motivation. Cause I, I know that's what I did a lot of times. Was it important yeah. to like lead, cause obviously you're going into like the second project now and having had Halloween nights do so well, it's like, what do we lead out with next? Like <laughs> well, where, where is our, what's it gonna be? Well, that, was it hard to think about what we're gonna position ourselves with next? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, cause we just, we have a lot of stuff that we're really proud of. Yeah. Um, and there is a thing you're like, man, people, because when we put out the first album, I knew my friends would hear it and my family. <laughs> and that was about yeah. it. That was the only guarantee. And I was like, I know my friends will like it. And I know my family will say they like it. And so, so like, perfect. yeah. <laughs> we'll cover the but then once like a lot of people like what you're putting out, then there's a person like, I wonder if they'll like this too. It's like, hey, how pretty would it be if we just like put out a song that said, well, if you don't like it, you can shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, no, but in all honesty, that was kind of a joke. But in all reality, I think that we had a lot of stuff to pick from to put out first, but I don't know. First off, you know our 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 show is is high energy, and we yeah. kind of have this anthemic thing going on, and we definitely want a song that portrayed that, and yeah. and and that would you know we want a song going to radio and going out to the masses to uh, to kind of display that. Then also, I don't know, kind of wanted to come out swinging. You know, we come out with a lot of energy to to open up the first record, but then. Um, I don't know. I, I I think that it's a. Uh, it's also you start being very intentional. Like, hey, we have fan. Like, you start actually like caring. That sounds ridiculous, but it. It's weird when you're first getting used to the idea of having fans. Yeah. You're like, oh, you're like people. Yeah. Someone knows about me halfway across the world. Yeah, and, they, and someone's listening to my music. We're not just making music for ourselves. Yeah, and, yeah. They, and they care, and you start like, we have people like in the states, especially. I mean, we have people that I remembered from C to C that were here, and you start caring about them you're like man i think that they need this song like i think yeah. that they would like this song like you have people you message about you outside rather than i like this song it's like yeah what they think. yeah you start you're like you know obviously you know we we really enjoy it but it's like you start getting people messaging you and you start hearing people's stories and you're like you know what i actually know our fans this time around yeah. and i want some i like some of our friends wherever they are like i could pick different states of the united states and even here it's like i i think this song yeah, will be good yeah. for them like i think they they'll use this song in their life because obviously talking about that like high energy thing do you often think about when you're going going to the studio and then the, the flip side like you have to think about how the album's going to translate live and how the live stuff will translate on an album if that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure yeah we do th i think yeah we definitely think about that um I sometimes think about it when I'm writing a lot, like halfway through, like kind of almost when you're starting, it's like you do go like, what does the album need or what, or if we get together, there are some songs that I've written that are kind of slower, but then it's like, we ha we already have like a few songs that sound like that. Yeah. I wonder if I could put these lyrics into this kind of vibe or into this, like we need a full on the floor, we need a different tempos that you need. And I, th I think you think that, I mean, Rival came about with Trip hearing a drum beat live and being like, dude, that's kind of a tempo that we haven't messed with yet. And 
And being like, dude, that would get people rocking yeah. a lot. We didn't have a song yet. We need the just... like mixture of tempos, don't you? Yeah. Just like, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when you're writing, you're kind of thinking like, what does the album need? Yeah. But sometimes you're like, what does, what does our set need? Like, what would, yeah. what would be cool what's to gonna add be the to good our set? Opener, what's yeah. gonna yeah. be the good night? I was saying about last night. I was like, we, we don't record last night. I was like. We, we need another song like that, like a trumpet. Yeah, like we don't have it. To it. Yeah. So we're still yeah. like even now the wheels are spinning. Still, Last like, night walk, walk during the seven. show, yeah. I was like, we. I'm just trying to think of what song we've done that we could break down and jam like that. So it's like even, literally last night in London was helping me think about our record because I was like, we need another troublemaker. We call it like the troublemaker yeah. jam. We'll break it down and jam and. Well, it's important to like, keep thinking. Like, you don't yeah. want that to be in like, a static process right. where you're thinking, right, the set's not done. You right. want to keep thinking how it's going to evolve. Yeah, absolutely. Keep going back. Um, and I know we're wrapping up time, but I've got a few final questions, which are beer or whiskey? Uh, we're probably different. I choose whiskey. What day is it? <laughs> it yeah. It's, um, <laughs> I've lost track of the Thursday today. I'm more specifically bourbon. Do you have a pre-show ritual? What was that? Do you have a pre-show ritual? Yeah, we'll get together a few minutes before going on stage and um, we'll say, we'll huddle up, say a little prayer. Yeah. Um, and uh, kind of do like a, put all put our hands in the middle and do a little cheer kind of yeah. thing. And then Mark will lead us to the stage and we'll go. And then go from there. We just follow the little flashlight that he's I like to and, and just go where you're pointed to go. Yeah. That's the stage that way. Um, do you have a tour bus jam that you will... Tour bus jam? I feel like it changes. Yeah. yeah. Probably whatever's on Tripp's phone at the moment. <laughs> Tripp's normally... Yeah, Tripp's our DJ. Yeah. Oh, perfect. And then, complete the sentence. So, music is... Life. Life. Country music is... L-Y-F-E, life. Uh, truth. <laughs> Country music is truth. And Lanco R. The best band in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> so thank you so much to Lanco for that. And that will do for episode 67 of Off The Record. As always, please remember to rate for you and subscribe to the podcast. And to follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And speak to you all next week. Bye y'all.